This is football. I'm Kevin Clark. The Chiefs have defeated the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in overtime. We all sat around and learned about the overtime quarters thing all at once when Tony Romo said it, that there's no real need for a game clock in overtime. Uh, what a moment that was. But this was the most flawed team of the Mahomes era, and they won the damn Super Bowl with the toughest by DVOA path ever for a playoff team. Toughest ever. Good luck. Good luck. Um, so and I had people like today, because I was talking about Mahomes' legacy and how it's going to shape the others around him, stuff that, that the listeners have heard before. And people were like, well, QBs peak later. So, you know, things will change. Yeah, that's the point. QBs peak later. There's a point in your early 30s where quarterbacks get better because they still have the athleticism, the movement, the physical ability, and they're getting smarter. That's what happened to basically every quarterback ever. They peak at 32 and 33 usually. Patrick Mahomes is nowhere near that. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. If you want to stay up at night, if you're an AFC fan, Google that. 28 years old. Um, he just dragged Hardman into the end zone. Hardman had as many receptions on the last play of the Super Bowl as he did his entire six weeks Jets career. $4 million for the Jets, by the way. Last year, Kadarius Tony had a, a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So you're saying that this is a quarterback who's probably going to get better because it's not like there's any skill necessary that, that, that he's going to lose. His speed is just fast enough. His destination is just far enough. He's just going to use his dad bod and just kind of scamper down the sidelines, getting first downs, getting the yardage needed forever. Fourth and one, third and one. You just know exactly what this looks like. And I go back to what Steve Young said in this podcast last week, which is that everybody talks about the Superman stuff with Patrick Mahomes, but the real talent is the Clark Kent stuff. Just understanding how to be a normal, boring, human processing quarterback. And that's what in these games scares people more than anything. It's the heroics plus just the, you know what? Like the thing that drives me nuts, all these quarterbacks who throw short of the sticks or don't use their legs in a big moment. Or walk out of bounds two yards where they need to. That never happens. Winning is a skill, and I know that that seems abstract, but it's not when you watch Patrick Mahomes. He gets whatever yardage is necessary on a given play. Before I get to more of that, I want to share a stat it's via Opta. The Chiefs are the first team in the history of the four major sports, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, to go 45 or more seasons without reaching a championship round. Remember, the Chiefs didn't make the Super Bowl for 49 seasons from 1970 until 2018. Zero Super Bowls. Really good under Hank Strom, obviously, in the 60s, then a lull. So 49 seasons without a Super Bowl. And now they won three or more championships or three championships in the five years immediately after. So they're the first team to ever do that. To go 49 years, and they win three championships in the five years after that. That is literally, and here's the point, that is literally the best change in fortunes of a franchise ever. Like, this is this is what we're, we're everybody who is the, a fan of a sports team is waiting for their Patrick Mahomes. And even Andy Reid, like, I understand Andy Reid is one of the best offensive minds in history, but like, he was waiting for his Patrick Mahomes, somebody who solves all of his problems. 
they solved each other's problem, which is that Mahomes, when he was pressing, scout said he was trying to do too much and he would always make maybe some mistakes there at the college game. Andy Reid, clock management problems, timeout problems. Hell, we saw some of those today. Some game management problems. And Mahomes is so good, he makes that stuff not matter. It's not like Andy Reid became a different coach. He's certainly better than he was at the beginning of his career, but he still had those issues until Mahomes solved them. And in exchange, Mahomes got some of the best play calls in the history of the sport. Um, some interesting, uh, just just quarterback coaching, quarterback development, a staff. I mean, Mike Kafka, who's the Giants coach, was basically his personal coach year one. They were like, hey, we got Alex Smith going. We're going to run that offense. Hey, Mike Kafka, you're Pulling Patrick Mahomes' personal coach. That's infrastructure. That's what that is. And everyone talks about the Kansas City model and all that stuff. It's a lot more than just draft and develop. Um, so I want to get to a couple of things here. The first being that Kyle Shanahan has, <laughs> has had a double-digit lead in all three of his Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator or a head coach. He is 0-3. But he was asked about that after the game. I haven't poured through all of the transcripts, but um, I saw enough. And he's asked about that of the game. And he had a funny, not a funny, he had an insightful comment, which is that when you're playing against Brady and Mahomes, which, by the way, were the two quarterbacks in those three games, as you guys know, it doesn't ever feel comfortable. And then you can flip that and say it always feels comfortable if you have those quarterbacks. And I got a listener question from, from Anthony. He said, what does this loss say about Kyle Shanahan, in your opinion? And I think that it says a lot, but not necessarily about Kyle Shanahan. I think it says a lot about being good enough to compete with a team like the Chiefs and not having enough to actually beat them. And I think that's the most heartbreaking place you can be at in football, and Kyle Shanahan is squarely there. Um I got a question from J.J. Stankovich who said, what, what will it take to beat Mahomes in the playoffs? Just like baseline. And I'm not going to be snarky. I could be very snarky, but I won't be um, because I could say, well, you just need the best coach of all time or the, or the best uh, offensive coach of all time, best quarterback of all time, or the best young quarterback of all time, and then great young defense, whatever, right? But that's not it. Because I think the answer is three things. Number one, hope they have a flaw. Well, guess what? They had a flaw this year. They had an awful receiving core with the biggest drop rate in the league. The young team made mistakes on Christmas Day. Andy Reid said on with Boomer and and uh, and those guys at post game. He said that he texted Antonio Pierce this week saying thank you for the kick in the butt in December because they were playing so poorly in December. They were nine and six. They had lost. They they had some real division clunkers. They lost to the damn Broncos at one point. They lost to the Raiders. Um, couldn't score against the Raiders. Um, so they had a flaw. But then it's a two-pronged thing. And then you have to play flawless, which not everybody does. Purdy didn't today. Niners didn't today. But then there's the other thing, which is you need luck. Because the Niners could have won this game in a bunch of different timelines. Um, what if Dre Greenlaw is healthy? Game's a little bit closer. And then an overtime three-point game. What if the extra point doesn't get blocked? Everything changes. What if, and then we're going to go bigger picture here. What if Hafunga is is uh, is is healthy? Hafunga, uh, one of the best safeties, one of the most athletic safeties in football. 
um, who's been out for a number of months. But that's, you know, you just talk about injuries, right? Um, what if D'Amico Ryans was still the DC? Do they give up those chunk plays? I bet they don't. Um, it reminds me of something Deontay Wilder used to say about how he just, you know, he's got that big right fist. This is back when he was good for you boxing fans. Um, and he used to say, remember, you have to get, you have to, when going against Tyson Fury, great defensive boxer, he, he just kept saying, man, every time you have to move around and be right every single time, I have to be right once. And not to get morbid. I'm not going to get morbid here. Um, but I remember, I guess I am. But you're not allowed to say this is morbid. I remember reading a story about a plane crash years and years and years ago. And uh, the, somebody was explaining the reason it crashed was because there's 500 things that have to go wrong on an airplane for it to crash. And if one of those things goes right, then the plane levels out and it's totally fine. And the plane, which flies itself, is basically the Kansas City Chiefs. And all you need is one little thing to go right and everything's going to be fine. There's a reason the quarterbacks are the great deodorant of, of sports. Every little problem, every little problem is solved by one thing. And that doesn't have to be Mahomes. It can be any of those things. But when it has to be Mahomes, he's always right. And that's why that's why a team like the, the Niners can never quite get there. There were so many plays today, guys, that were, I'll just call them driveway plays, which is, and I think Romo said, plays for your life, right? Just like, you have to do this for... You know, whatever you're, you're sitting in your driveway and you're saying, all right, this is it. Fourth and one game on the line. What are you going to do? That's what you're doing. When you're nine years old in your driveway. There were so many of those today. Third and four, fourth and two um, goal line plays inside the 10 where it's the difference between seven and three. So many of those today. And the difference is a couple of things. And the, first of all, it's the defense. Um, Spags is pressure. And. The ability for those guys to not necessarily get sacks, but get pressure and disrupt. On on the last drive in um in the fourth quarter, there was a lot, there were a lot of pressure and no sacks. And that was true of overtime too. And then there was pressure when it really mattered the most. Significant pressure. Um, they blitzed, I think, the fourth most of any game in the in the Steve Spagnola era with the Chiefs, which is significant. Um, Purdy was making a was was attempting a lot of tight window throws. Um, he was playing aggressively. Um, but the difference is on those driveway plays, Mahomes usually doesn't fail. He usually does not fail. And there's little differences beyond that. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I got a great question from Topher. He said, who's more important next year? Getting the wide receivers improved or re-signing or replacing Chris Jones? And the answer is re-signing Chris Jones. Because Chris Jones was part of the difference in this game. Chris Jones keeps wrecking legacy plays for other quarterbacks. Josh Allen, the Shakir throw that Josh broke down on the show last week. Uh, Brock Purdy, obviously, today um, with 7.30 to go on the eight-yard line. Chris Jones gets in his face. Um, and as we've said many times in this podcast, momentum is turnovers and pass rush. And that's the difference between seven and three points. That's the difference between winning the Super Bowl not winning the Super Bowl. Um, it's Chris Jones and he's putting guys, left tackles, right tackles in players in quarterbacks laps. And that's why I think that when you're talking about what needs to be replaced next year, 
Um, I'd much rather draft a wide receiver, sign a wide receiver. Remember, Hardman started his season on the Jets. He was taking passes from Zach Wilson in October, and then he won the Super Bowl. He was the last player in a Super Bowl end zone today, and he started with the damn New York Jets. So I wouldn't worry about that stuff. Chris Jones generated six pressures on 35 pass rushes, three of which occurred in under 2.5 seconds. He pressured Brock Purdy on the thir- on third and four of the 49ers opening OT drive, which caused an incompletion forcing a field goal via next-gen stats. So that's the difference. And I think that I, this always goes back to something I think about that Brett Veach told me with um, – with how he approaches the roster. And he said he has the best building blocks in sports, which is Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And he said the beauty of it is that's not enough. You have to go out and get guys. But they understand what they need. And that's that's part of it. It's like when I say Mahomes is going to get better and the team is going to get more uh, mature and all that stuff, they're going to get more efficient in understanding what they need. That was the best thing about the Patriots and the way they team built is they knew how to rob Peter to pay Paul on the on the offense, or you know, sometimes some years Belichick would say, "Hey, we can get away without some pass rush. We can get away without uh, a corner here, or we hey, you know, the way the game's going, we could get we can only we can pay one safety here." He was always elite at knowing what the team needed. Now he had Tom Brady, and that that certainly helped. But they have Patrick Mahomes. When you have the building blocks, you can get get away with a lot. And that to me is why I think this is this is going to get downright scary. Is they didn't need much, and even if Travis Kelsey, who by the way just keeps having, I think he's like this, he's the only player ever to have 30, 29 receptions uh, in two different playoffs. Like I, I, he's he's a, a miracle worker. But my guess is when he wants to retire, whenever that may be, three, four, or five years from now, he can be replaced by something, by some production. They 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 can get away with something because they know what they have right now, which is the best chemistry of a. Uh, of, of a quarterback and a tight end in football right now um, and one of the best ever. So they understand the pieces that they can get away with and they know that, you know, MVS was a mistake, but they still won the Super Bowl. Um, Kadarius Tony, probably a mistake. They figured it out. They cut him loose and they made him a healthy scratch. Um, so they know how to how to build that. And they also know like, you're attempting, you know, MVS is, is a good example. You're attempting to find receivers who can work with Mahomes, and they don't believe that's everybody. Um, they believe that there needs to be sort of some level of improvisation over the middle of the field and all that stuff that that is a little bit different. So you're not necessarily always going to go for the receivers everybody else goes for. But they hit enough. The way they move, remade the offensive line um, has been phenomenal. Um, and the way they change over the course of the season, like the, they, they, this was not supposed to happen. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. 21 and up must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER 
1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, Call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If this says anything about Kyle Shanahan, it's the simplest thing in football. It's that he's never had the quarterback to feel comfortable. That's why I highlighted that quote where he said he's never comfortable being up big on Brady and Mahomes. It's because he shouldn't be. Because he said Matt Ryan, who I love Matt Ryan, he wasn't Tom Brady. And he had Brock Purdy against Patrick Mahomes. And I think the lesson of the Matthew Stafford trade with the Rams was that you have to get aggressive when the final piece is a quarterback. And listen, if they don't think they can upgrade from Purdy, fine. But you always need to be thinking about it. And they could have won the Super Bowl with Purdy tonight, by the way. There's a bunch of different ways they could have. I already illustrated that earlier. But I'm saying that in an era of all-in, in an era where everybody maximizes the roster every single year, you know what phrase you don't hear unless it's from Jerry Jones anymore? All in. Because everybody's all in every single year. You know who said that one time? To me, Brett Veach, the GM of the Chiefs. He said everybody pushes their chips in the middle of the table. Now, that's, everybody's being a bit generous. There's a bunch of teams who are not trying to win the Super Bowl. But if you're actually legitimately trying to win the Super Bowl, you're spending a ton. And that could be little edges, too. That could be, hey, uh, let's get more support staff, guys. Um, let's upgrade the facility this year a little bit. Let's, um, you know, uh, tra- change the way we travel because uh, we we screwed up last year on getting and you know get get changing coasts and we went on Saturday instead of Friday. Let's do it differently this year and get our bodies adjusted. Whatever, get, bring in the sleep pressure. All those little things. Now, normally it's the roster, but I'm just saying the teams that want to win the Super Bowl and there's an actually less than those, less of those than you think. Everybody says they want to win the Super Bowl. Very few actually live their life by it. But those teams are all in every single year. That's why it's funny that Jerry Jones said he was all in 
um, when that has never proven to be the case. And he returned Mike McCarthy as head coach, which is the ultimate not all in thing ever. Um, but the only way that this was never going to work in Kansas City is if they were just disasters at replacing the guys that they lost. And you look at it, I mean, like Leo Chanel all day playing really well. Um, Justin Reed on defense playing really well. Guys who were not, um, you know, thought of as superstars. It's just solid. They know how to be aggressive in Spags' defense. I mean, we've already, we talk at nauseum about Legereus Sneed and Trent McDuffie. We don't have to do that again. Um, by the way, real quick on the fourth downs, Kyle Shanahan uh, went for it on fourth down uh, and and made it late in the game. And um, I'm so glad we don't have to have to take the points discourse because it actually worked. And we don't have to do things and say like, well, there's a fine line between being aggressive and stupid. Yeah, no one has the discourse when it works. So there you go. Um, so I think that um, Purdy was fine today. Pressure in his face. Had a couple of nice throws, a couple of big time throws, as I mentioned earlier. He hung in there and made a couple of those sort of driveway, had to have it, play for your life type of throws. Um, but when it comes down to like late game execution, that's that's a game you're going to lose um, against Patrick Mahomes. And Reed didn't coach a flawless game. I don't think Travis Kelsey thought Reed was coaching a flawless game or Matt Nagy were coaching a flawless game. Um, but that doesn't matter because and I like I don't I don't know what to and I, I, work, I illustrated all of the, the differences and on the roster and all that stuff. But I don't. I don't know what to tell you other than. Mahomes in his MJ era is going to do what is required to win. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I got a great question from Deimos here. If I root for another AFC team, should I just give up? Yes. But not really. I mean, sports is fun. Sports is fun. You, you can understand, like, you can set different goals. But I'm really concerned that this level of the Chiefs, and listen, here's the problem, guys. This was the rebuilding year. This was the, and so was last year. This was the year. It was like, all right, well, you know, Tyreek Hill's not here. We're trying to figure out something on the offense. Um, and it didn't, it didn't matter. This was a flawed team playing against a bunch of teams that I think had a lot more talent 
and it didn't matter. I think there are teams that can compete with the Chiefs. I think if the Ravens replace Mike McDonald effectively, if Todd Munkin coaches a better game next year, it's a much closer game. And eventually, in these one-score games, something's going to break against Mahomes. Hasn't happened yet. What if Tyler Bass makes that kick? Entire narrative is different. What if the Bills are healthier? Entire narrative is different. What if the Dolphins are healthier next year and actually and, and make some upgrades? Totally different situation. Um, the Chargers of Jim Harbaugh will be closer. The Bengals with Joe Burrow if they're healthy and 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 T. Higgins is back. All of these are closer. But the problem is, is that you have to be here. This is literally the recipe, and this is the problem is that you have to maximize everything, every single player on the roster, every single scheme, and then, and this is the problem that I just illustrated, the next step is to pray. It's to pray. It's to say, oh, I hope we get a lucky break. Because everybody else is a lucky break short against Mahomes, and Mahomes is his own lucky break. That's the problem. Um, John Carlo asks, uh, if it's fourth down in the red zone in OT, you go for it, right? Super Bowl? The answer should be yes. I think the answer should be yes. And it was funny because Kyle Shanahan said after kicking in overtime was a really bad idea. And I understand they wanted to give the defense a rest. You're entering fourth down territory with Mahomes. Mahomes had the entire field and had it to be fourth down territory. You make Mahomes settle for a field goal if you get there. You have to. And so I was really surprised they did that. Um, I maybe you think that there was Stewart is so gassed. Maybe Steve Steve Wilkes looks his de- looked at his defense. Shanahan said he he talked to the analytics guys. All that stuff didn't think it was a an issue. I don't. I I I just think that was a mistake. I just think you cannot say to Mahomes, "Hey, buddy, you have to be aggressive here to go win the Super Bowl." That's a bad idea. What is more terrifying? What just literally just map this out for me. What is a more terrifying proposition than giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes and saying, you have to score a touchdown to win the Super Bowl? Any sport, any sport, some, something in Manchester City, just I don't know. I think uh, Connor McDavid, they're, aren't they bad? Aren't the Oilers bad this year? And they get their coach fired? I don't know. Mike Trout, what's he got going on? I don't know. Otani doesn't even pitch right now. Uh, his, his money's deferred. So who's really that good? I don't know anything about that. Um, but you, literally, it's the worst thing you can do in sports. And I don't know why why Kyle Shanahan did it. Um, Pete Callen asks, did the Vegas turf that take, took out Greenlaw get any MVP votes? I'll say this. That was a massive thing, obviously. But then I think... Maybe just as importantly, I, I just need to shout out Fred Warner, who I think for the first three quarters had an MVP case. If that game kind of played out the way like it was going to play out for a while, um, taking away the windows all night over the middle of the field, um, I just I, I love that guy. And and he, you know, the middle of the field has opened up so much over the past fifteen years, and that didn't used to be the case. And and you know. Used to be called the pit in the '60s, and nobody was ever going to go in it. And if you did, you never went. No, never went in a second time. Um, that's not the. That's not the case anymore. The middle of the field's wide open, and that's someone like Fred Warner who can cover all that ground is is astounding and an astounding 
advantage. Also, Bosa, by the way, pressure all night. Like I was looking at some of his, his next gen stats, just pressure all like phenomenal pressure. The, 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 the frustrating thing is so many guys played so well in the Niners and it still didn't matter. And that's, that's what's scary to me if I'm a Niners fan. Is it this, when people say, what does it say about Kyle Shanahan? The answer might be nothing. The answer might be, you did nothing wrong. It's not your fault. Um, Headley Hoop says the Chiefs are only going to get better from here, right? Probably. Because they know their weaknesses. And they know which weaknesses they can get away with. Like, Kyle Long said this the other day on, on this show. He said that Mahomes is like a jiu-jitsu fighter. He learns his own weaknesses on the offense, and he uses that against them. They didn't have Joe Tooney today. Um, so I think that they they understand what they need to do. And also they can just talk to Mahomes. They can say, and that's the thing I always think we overrate is when we, we play armchair GM, we say, oh, well, then you do this, this, this. And we go, okay, hey, Patrick, what do you need, buddy? Can you do this with Rice and Travis Kelsey at, you know, I mean, Kelsey was like 80%, 70% for, for a lot of the year. And obviously he got better as the season went along. But like health-wise, he looked a tad bit slow. Like, what do you need? One more receiver? Do you need five? Do you what do you want? And I think that's that's the point, is that you're giving him so much input. And I know they they do that. I think they're they're really good at that. But the floor is the AFC title game. And then it's prey. And I think that to me. Is the is the scariest part of all of this if you're an AFC team? Um, is that this cannot be explained by anything except Patrick Mahomes is on track for something incredibly special, and I think that this is just how um, this. I, I don't really. This feels so different um, than the Brady Belichick thing for a couple of reasons. Number one is how much credit, you guys don't remember this, how much credit Belichick got on the front end. And one thing I've changed my mind on, and I remember a really smart Patriots writer said this, is that he gave credit to Belichick for the first three, more credit for Belichick to the first three, and then Brady for the last three, um, which I I agreed with for a long time. I'm like, go back and read like the Boston Globe and ESPN.com columns after the first Super Bowl where they were just like, Brady's going to paper cut you to death. He's going to game manage to you to death. And then obviously we realized he was the greatest quarterback of all time. But the discourse was different. We didn't, f I did not, I don't think if you were there, in two, so so they have the, the great season in 01, Brady comes in, becomes a star. They have a bad season, relatively speaking, 2002. There's a great uh, Michael Holly book about the, kind of the lessons. That it, it's not about that, but it's about how they, they built their team and talks about some of the lessons, the mistakes that Belichick made in that mediocre year in 02. Then they're back in 03 and 04. And it still felt a little bit like, okay, what are we watching here? This is crazy, amazing defense. Bel Belichick is great, all that stuff. The quarterback discourse didn't feel this, um, this complete. I don't think we understood what we were watching until 07 when that offense took – took off and you know ran, ran more shotgun than any team in history of football and was putting up numbers and reinventing the slot receiver position and Randy Moss was mossing everybody all the stuff. I don't think we understood what we were seeing until then. This we understand exactly what we're seeing. And that makes it a little more amazing to me. Um and Mahomes is a long way to go to catch Brady. 
but I had no idea that there'd be any sort of track that you'd start this debate. Um, I didn't think it was going to, I don't think, I didn't think we were going to see it in our lifetime and we are, and we're very lucky to see it unless you're uh, a fan of an AFC team, in which case you're not very lucky. You just the opposite or Kyle Shanahan. God help him. All right. This has been, this is football. Um, amazing season from all of you. I just uh, appreciate you guys so much. Um, this has been, uh, 2023 was the best year of, of my life. Um, the, the journey that, that you guys have come on with me, uh, has been really, really fun. Um, we have one more episode this week. It's with Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons general manager. We did an off season preview or we're going to do an off season preview. That'll drop on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, I learned a lot. He's, he's got some, some real good insight, um, into, we talked a lot about the psyche of a, of a team and how they build in the off season and what their goals are. I, I, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you to Michael Flynn and Miles Patola, our producers. Thank you everybody at Omaha. We're gonna have an amazing off season after the Thomas episode. Um, just draft, free agency, all of that stuff. It's gonna be really fun. We're gonna get to stretch our legs a little bit. So this has been football. Thank you. Congratulations to the Chiefs and congratulations to every team in the NFL who get to lie to themselves starting tomorrow. Thank you.